In marketing messaging, there are very few universals with like the different media that you would choose, the different lengths of copy. There's like, you know, there's a million decision-making factors that go into what exactly is going to show up in a marketing message and what you're going to do in like a quick call to action, YouTube video, YouTube ad is going to be quite different from what you might do in a, I don't know, 40 minute VSL that has to convert cold traffic into paying customers. And so what you're going to include in different marketing messages is, is usually very different. Um, and yet there are five essentials that we're going to talk about in today's episode. And at the very least, at the very least, as the copywriter, as the person who's writing the marketing messaging, you need to be holding these in your mind as you are putting together your message. Even if you don't use them directly, they need to be deeply involved in the thinking behind every word that is included. And without that, getting response can be quite difficult. But with that, with these five essentials, good offers, it is still contingent on having a good offer <laughs> that is a good fit for your audience. But with these five essentials, good offers get response. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you get more content like this delivered to you. Let's dive in. These are the proven direct response, marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Furr, and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. All right, today's episode is sponsored by me and by my emotional direct response copywriting training course. Uh, it is all about tapping into that emotional decision-making that we have going on in our heads, maybe in our hearts, in our bodies, in our nervous system. Here's the thing. You know, we may think, oh, I'm, I'm dealing with like a logical audience. I'm dealing with a logical market. And, uh, and, and my audience makes decisions based on the facts. Uh, that's not true. It's not true. I recently heard some research that scientists, brain scientists, studied people who, uh, who had brain damage specifically to the emotional processing center of their brain. And they got them in a lab and they started talking to them about making decisions. Um, and they asked them to, they basically asked them to make some rather simple decisions. And what happened was these people could rationally justify whatever option they might pick and they could rationally justify something as as like the superior option but they could not make a decision they could not make a decision without the emotional processing capacity in their brains and what that tells us is that yes logic may be important for all that justification but emotions emotions are essential to that moment where we decide. Regardless of any logic and justification and rationality, emotions are essential to that moment when we decide. And if you want your prospects to buy your offers, your products, your services, you need to understand that emotional arc and you need to help them go on that emotional arc that leads to them giving you money. 
making the leads or, or, you know, generating leads, generating customers, making the sales, making the profits. And emotional direct response copywriting, it is one of dozens of training titles included with BTMS Insiders. There's over 150 hours of, actually it's over 170 hours of training that you get instant streaming access to. It's like Netflix for copywriting and marketing training. You just pay one low membership fee and you get instant streaming access. Link is in the description to emotional direct response copywriting. Let's talk about marketing messaging and those five elements you want to always include. All right, so element one. Element one, you need to make sure you're speaking to your audience. Who specifically are you speaking to? Who specifically are you speaking to with your messaging? So like in classic direct response, it was, it was pretty common to just call out your audience, right? In classic direct response, you know, the headline might be copywriters, colon. Here's what you need to always include, right? Uh, recently, at least until very recently, but recently, hyper-targeting online has helped us be able to forget about this and has helped us be able to push this stuff to the background. Um, meaning, if you know your audience is, or if you know your marketing is going to the exact right audience for your offer, you don't need to speak, you don't need to call them out as directly, right? Um, but in the last couple of years with all the privacy changes coming down the line, harder targeting is here and it's here to stay for at least a while. So this becomes way more relevant. And again, you don't need to call them out directly, but for example, I'm clearly talking to marketers when the title of this episode is marketing messaging. I'm clearly talking to people who write marketing, people who put together the messaging for marketing. So that's an example of your prospect for your ad for your marketing needs to know, hey, this is for me. This is for me. And especially when you're going out to colder audiences, they need to know like, oh, this message is for me. It's, it's, you need to know your who and they need to know that you're talking to them. Element number two, you need to take them on the journey, on their emotional journey. So you need to know what the emotional journey is. Maybe it's clear why emotional direct response copywriting is the sponsored uh, training of this episode. So the emotional journey here that we're talking about is typically a journey from negative to positive, from hell to heaven, from darkness to light, from shame to self-love. And that may feel like a, a heady promise for some offers. Uh, other offers, it's, you know, it's very much in there. The thing is, people buy to resolve negative emotional states, right? They buy to resolve these negative feelings. And the, um, the, the, the darker the negative emotions are, the, the, the more pressing the negative emotions are, the more motivated they will be. If you don't push it to the extent that they shut down, by the way, but the, 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 more, the stronger those negative feelings are, the more motivated they are to take action. So like if somebody is really, is really like frustrated or angry, they're much more likely to take action than if they're like slightly bothered by, by a problem going on in their life, right? So you have to recognize, okay, here is the negative and here is the immense feeling of uh, positivity and especially relief. Relief is an undervalued positive emotion 
in the context of selling, what we are often searching for is relief of the negative. And so heaven is like, oh, thank goodness, I don't have to deal with that problem anymore, <laughs> right? That, that's the light, that's the self-love. The, the, the feeling of shame, like I'm not good enough. Um, oh, I'm good enough now, thank you. Oh, I'm good enough now, that feels good, right? Um, those are the emotional journeys that people are looking to go on, right? That's, they want to get away from the negative and towards the positive. And you need to understand how your product or service does that. And it could be like a professional product that has some sense of personal, like for example, somebody that's buying on behalf of their corporation or their company, they may be buying um, in order to feel good enough at their job. Like they bring solutions to the company and, and there is a personal journey associated with the decision-making behind that. Um, there are, you know, obviously in, in something that's much more personal in terms of, you know, health or in terms of finances or in terms of relationships, like those may be more obvious, but even in the places that are not obvious, you will be well served to think about what the emotional journey is for someone personally and professionally, maybe as they, um, as they avail themselves of your offer. Element number three, dangle the carrot. What's your fundamental promise? What is your fundamental promise behind your offer, right? So typically this is a problem uh, and solution. So they have a problem, you have a solution. Or it's a desire and a fulfillment. They have a desire, you show them how to fulfill it. And, um, and, and so, you need to fully understand like what is it that you're promising and this is one of those things that you know you absolutely want to have this in your advertising we help you solve this problem we help you fulfill this desire you want this we help you get it right like it needs to be communicated pretty darn clearly um that you you help them fulfill whatever desire they have or solve whatever problem they have you have a fundamental promise behind your offer that if they buy your product, your service, whatever it is, they are going to have that promise fulfilled. And you need to be crystal clear about that. Element number four is to justify the response. Um, so what is the rational justification for that promise, right? What's the rational justification that they are going to get what is promised? So there's elements of logic, behind that, there's elements of proof behind that, there's elements of credibility behind that. All of it meaning to add up to believability because you can make a powerful promise, but if it's not backed up with rational justification, that logical part of the brain is going to tell the emotional part, hey, you're just being emotional, um, let's cool it a little bit and uh, let's not buy this. But if you have the rational justification there, if you back up your promise with logic, proof, credibility, then your prospect's rational mind can say, okay, okay, emotional decision-making part. Uh, yeah, I think that you've made a good decision here and we should go ahead and move forward. And um, one of the interesting things here is that usually this, this rational justification, like we feel like we are justifying it to ourselves, but the inner monologue that goes on there 
is as much practicing to justify our purchases to other interested parties as it is uh, justifying it to ourselves. So, for example, you know, somebody buys, uh, you know, somebody buys something, they buy a new TV, right? Um, they're out shopping. They didn't go to buy a TV. They didn't intend to buy a TV, but the TV was super exciting and it was on sale and whatever. And then they go home and their spouse is at home and they are going to lose um, major status with their spouse. They're going to lose uh, positive regard with their spouse if they are not able to fully rationally justify that to their spouse. And so there has to be there has to be this rational justification, not for themselves, because they're fine making an emotional decision about this, but they have to have this rational justification that they can use to justify it to other people. You know, speaking to investors, like you're not giving someone the rational justification so that they'll buy the stock. Their, their emotion, their greed is, is what's driving it. The rational justification is so that they have something to explain to whoever they might talk to about the stock that they just bought as to why it's such an incredible opportunity. So you're giving them the rational justification so that they essentially have that script internally for their logical mind, but so that their script can be repeated externally for the people that they have to justify their purchase to. All right. Element number five, five of five. Without this, they won't buy. If you don't include this element, they won't buy. Why would they not take action? Why would they not take action? What are the objections that they have? What are the reasons why they wouldn't buy? You need to be responsible for handling any kind of sales or response objections. And uh, it is... It feels better as a more novice marketer to hide the objections, to gloss over the objections, to gloss over the negatives, because it's uncomfortable for us to admit that we are anything but perfect. It's a big ego thing. When you are able to acknowledge the objections and, uh, and address them head on, then you actually gain power and influence with your prospect. It actually increases the credibility that you have to be a person who is willing to acknowledge and address objections head on. And sometimes the ob objection could be, you know what, you're right. Uh, for example, I don't know, the video quality or uh, in, my, in my training, I use a lot of mind maps. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, maybe they're not a big fan of the mind maps um, or you know, whatever, whatever the, the objection is, maybe you're not for everybody or you acknowledge it and say, hey, uh, mind maps may not be your favorite way to learn, uh, but I invite you to suspend disbelief for just a moment to get in there and try the training and decide for yourself if, you know, maybe other people who've used mind maps uh, weren't a good fit for your way of learning, but the way that I present my information from mind maps might work, work for you. And so you can address them head on. You can say, okay, you know, maybe maybe that does make it not a fit. Maybe this is, a, is an essential buying criteria for you and you are better served by going to a competitor, right? Um, but you will always be better served by brainstorming all the reasons that they might not take action and 
focus on how you can address those through your marketing messaging, how you can turn liabilities into an asset, how you can uh, present them as, okay, that's, that's maybe an imperfection on your side, but it, um, it still adds to the value of the product if you look at it from this perspective, right? Uh, and, and just be clear about the reasons that they won't take action. So going back through, uh, let's see, element one was speak to your audience. So know who specifically you were speaking to. Element two is take them on the emotional journey. What is their emotional journey? Element three is dangle the carrot. What's your fundamental promise that you're making? Element four is justify the response. What's the rational justification for the purchase decision? Element number five, without this, they won't buy. That's handling objections. Why would they not take action? What do you do next? You go check out the link in the description to Emotional Direct Response Copywriting, part of the BTMS Insiders training library where members pay one low monthly fee, get instant streaming access to dozens of trainings on marketing and copywriting and entrepreneurship. And uh, it's instant streaming access. It's over 170 hours. You will find a lot of goodies there. Hey, there's also training on proof, credibility, and believability. And so you could check that out alongside the emotional direct response copywriting. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you get more content like this delivered to you. I'm Roy Fur. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Every day in every episode, I'm here trying to help you be more of a marketing genius. You are already a marketing genius. I'm, I'm trying to help you, you know, bring it out even more. And uh, I, I hope that by considering these five elements in your marketing messaging, that that helps you look like a marketing genius on your next campaign. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.